Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. Such a week or a couple weeks now of just up and down uh, stories in the NBA, but to break it all down, it is, uh, I'm joined with by my co-host PJ. What's going on, man? What up? Are you out of your goddamn mind? Man. <laughs> what? Do you want to go to war, Malaki? <laughs> wow. What up? inspired that? Blake got traded. Oh, why? You want to go to war, Balake? <laughs> I think little, I, just I a couldn't hear joke. that very. I couldn't hear that very. Oh, so shoot! So, well, hopefully everyone else could. I I hope so. I, so we we obviously got to start with that, um, but hey, I, I think that sometimes I try to jump in and and get to business. Yeah, too early. I didn't want to. I just oh, wanted yeah, to play I, that. I, I'd like to exchange pleasantries. Before yeah, I, I just so. had them in the chamber. Kind of <laughs> oh, I, I, it I off. Like it. I mean, I, I love me a little AA Ron. I just wasn't looking for it, so I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so we are we are taping this on uh, January night. 30th, Tuesday night. A lot this is the State on. of the Union. <laughs> yeah, I did not anticipate that after everything that happened yesterday, today would be filled with NBA news. But lo and behold, stuff's happening. Stuff's happening. Things are going on. Trades are being made, and then some are not. (laughs) Yeah, some that you wish were being made. I really, really, you know, really thought we were going to... There was a... It it really ruined my day, to be honest. (laughs) Would you have just... Would you have wished that... You just wouldn't have seen the report of Nico potentially going to the Pelicans. Yeah, pretty much. It's just like they're taunting. Because it just resulted in me just going on Twitter for the rest of the day and just refreshing every 10 seconds. And that's just like, just, I, that, that's the worst feeling because then I'm just, I'm victim to the feed and I don't want to be victim to the feed. I'm just sucking on the the social media teat at that point, hoping for another <laughs> Woj bomb. That's more of like a Woj grenade at best. I don't really. Well, what it was it. was a Woj cocktail. Yeah, that was pretty mean. Yeah, I, a little. Yeah, that was tough. I, uh, I don't know what else to really say about it it didn't happen so nico's still on the bulls it, i'm for really now. i i'm very confident that things are gonna go the way that you want to here shortly but let's uh let's hop in on the well on the yeah if they don't get a first week. round pick though just the last quick if they don't get a first round pick <laughs> i'm pretty bummed just let me set this in really quick uh yeah i mean i i think that they could could they have a good shot at getting a late first round pick for for him I think they've got a good shot at that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they could always just snag another young point guard, throw in the rotation. No, we don't want that. No more point guards in Chicago. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Blake, man. So, you know, this kind of caught, I think, everybody by surprise. The Pistons haven't been in a ton of trade rumors as far as them trying to upgrade and snag a star and – all of a sudden, you know, I mean, they Avery. It had been leaked earlier in the day that Avery Bradley may be on the market or on the trade block, and then uh, 
it turns out that he's being included with Tobias Harris and a first rounder and Boban for uh, for Blake Griffin, Bryce Johnson and Willie Reed. Am I missing anybody? And the picks. Don't forget yeah, so about the picks. First rounder going to the Clips. Protected. Yep. Uh, but that's just the one, right? Well, he had a second round pick too. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean, give me your take for the Clips, and then give me your take for the Pistons. Who who do you like this for one team both? Uh, I kind of like it for both. I guess I I understand understand why you would make the trade if you're the Clippers. I just don't know. I mean, they obviously made the decision that going for their future, that if they were able to rebuild this thing or whatever they were going to do, you know, that, that Blake wouldn't necessarily... You couldn't have Blake be the centerpiece of whatever this team is future going forward is. So, sure. And what they got back, I, I think, is a decent... Because it doesn't seem like they maybe want to do a full rebuild, considering them being, like, relevant in the NBA, I think, has is, is helped them. And I think a rebuild, I could see from their perspective being hesitant to do that just from fan interest and general just, like, national attention. I don't think they're very eager to go back to being those clippers um no so i I do think they're gonna end up really trying to move lou williams and deandre and so you see kind of what they get back from them they may be trying to do a nba version of like an on the fly rebuild um which which i don't see why it's not doable but there are a few question marks that i have yeah. yeah yeah and i do too and i mean i think what the model you could kind of base it off of more than anything would be if, if they were trying to do something like what the Nuggets have done. Because the Nuggets have never, like when they traded Melo, they never really bottomed out. They they got back a ton. They were able to use that and, and kind of, they were still bad, but they weren't awful. They had building pieces throughout that you could kind of go off of and, and assets at some point. But yeah, I it's I feel bad for Blake in a way. Um, no, not in a way. I do feel bad for him, and uh, this is definitely that that instance where you can say, like, "fuck loyalty." Yeah, one thousand percent. And it's just like between this and the Isaiah trade, you're just you know, players got to worry about their player them themselves selfish that may be yeah it's a team game you gotta go after these rings and everything like that and and those should all be with some selfish intent because damn the, i mean the clippers did blake pretty dirty here i think i i mean i don't disagree with you mostly just because uh, of this story about like what they pitched him this summer and to to get him oh, to sign yeah. with la i think that's what made it so bad because Man, I mean, it's hard to feel bad for a guy that's getting paid like he is, but he could have been in a much better basketball situation had he left this summer to go somewhere else as opposed to staying in L.A. and then eventually get right. traded, right? 
So, uh, you I know, mean, I, I, so before I, we, I will say, I mean, at least he did. I mean, he is. I don't know if he got the true super max, but I mean, yeah, he was able to sign with the Clippers as, as far as that went. Like financially, he made the most. Um, so yeah, I mean, from that perspective, like he didn't give up money or give back money, help make the Clippers necessarily a, a contender, but. Still, like I'm not sure if it, if Rachel Nichols tweeted, and I I think it's pretty valid. Like that, there's there's no real realistic world where Blake would be would have been entertaining free agent offers from the Pistons, but right, um, you know, it is the business, so it's it is what it is. So yep. from that perspective, I mean, Chadwick, I mean, Clippers. Clippers made a move. They picked a lane. I don't know. I think right. that situation's pretty pretty messy overall. Well, it's I really I love this trade for the Clips. I do think, you? Yeah, I do. Just because I mean I don't think it's going to I get I think that they can trade DeAndre Jordan. I don't think that's gonna be tough. And I think that they could trade Lou Williams and maybe get some additional cap relief. Uh, by trading him, maybe you're, you're trading him and package someone like Wesley Johnson, who's due six million dollars next year, or I don't know, they might be able to find a trade suitor for Gallinari, and that's the biggest if, right? And that seems like a borderline unmovable contract. He's due <clears throat> just under twenty-two million dollars next year, and then twenty-two point five the year after that. Right. He's barely played, and I'd have hated that signing going into the season. Yeah, you know, I, I, I thought it made a ton of sense for him to get like a JJ Redick like deal to try to go to a team that's like, hey, you know, prove to us you can stay healthy and contribute, and then maybe we sign you long term. And it just didn't has not panned out thus far. Let's put it that way. And for sure. I mean, Austin Rivers is still taking up you know twelve million dollars <laughs> yeah. the cap, but if they if they can move DeAndre, uh, and assuming they they're not going to try to re-sign Avery Bradley, then. They would have enough cap space, which very few teams have, and they could make a run at, at a, a big time free agent next year. And then you have, you know, you, you're still going to have Patrick Beverly on the books next year. You still have a, a backup and Milos Teodosic. Austin, like, it just, what do you, like, Lou Williams is an expiring, Avery Bradley's an expiring. You got to pay one of those guys. Um, or it, maybe you're letting them both go, but then it's like, what is your what is your real plan here if you're signing a star yeah i so when you bring up the gallinari thing i think that's a clear and a really good thing a good point to bring up as far as an indicator that i don't think this was the plan going into the year i i think this this recent skid they've been on injuries everything i think they just kind of took a real hard look and said yeah it's it this is the time to to take this step so, I think they are figuring it out on the fly, and and I, they, I mean, between what they got for Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, I mean, they got a lot of guys. So, if any of those guys can turn into valuable assets, like if yeah, they're able to flip Lou Will for something more for more assets, great. And I think you have to do some of those. So, I do agree with you from the sense that. 
like the it, it like I think what you're looking at is this as being the first of many moves, and so I'm with you as far as that goes. That let's let's see in the next week, week and a half before the deadline's over. Well, when the dust settles, where where do they end up? I'd I'd probably be able to say more more so like yes, I like right. I'm a fan of what they've done, what the moves they made, but individual trades, which at the same time, I'm not a big fan of just deciding ultimately, you know, based on one transaction like this. Uh, that's that's a really good point. I do think the biggest reason why I like this trade is because of some other trades are now set up. Like, Lou, everyone's thinking Lou Williams and DeAndre are out the door almost assuredly. But if those end up happening, they're positioning themselves really well to have, have a ton of cap room. To yeah. go, going into this offseason when very but, few teams do and I just think that's going to be a really valuable thing and then you know it's up to them to make good moves after that now whether or not they will do that is TBD I also like Tobias Harris he's been really good this year I think he's someone at 16 million this year and 14.8 next year that you could you know you could do some stuff with I mean he's had a really really good year so I mean when we talk about the Pistons I would say him like if you're able to turn Tobias Harris leverage that to get Blake Griffin yeah that's great um yeah I guess so the last thing I will really say on the Clippers piece when we can move on to the Pistons side is so so you're definitely a fan of the direction they're going I would say I'm a fan of it too just from the perspective of if you've if you internally have identified that Blake is not a building block going forward that's fine but Depending on what moves they make, the rest of this, like I don't see this necessarily still being like a a soft landing ground or a, a, a place that's really gonna attract a LeBron, Paul George, anyone like that. Just based on like what I was just saying, like I think they've acquired a lot of guys now. Avery Bradley, Tobias Harris, probably a upper echelon guy, but. I don't see LeBron being like, oh yeah, I'd really like to play with Tobias Harris. That would be no. that'd be fantastic. I've always I wanted so. to play with Tobias. I texted you after this happened, and I did say LeBron's name. That was a joke, though. I don't think that that's yeah. realistic. No, I, and I don't. I don't take this as as that at all. I mean, I do think having if you're going to go in this direction, yeah, getting rid of some bad contracts, opening up your cap space. That's a good first move, and then you acquire those young talent, that, that talent, and then you go get the free agent at, after that. Um, so yeah, maybe they're looking four years down the road. They're gonna try to get Giannis or some, you know, someone like that. But so, yeah, I like I, this from I a long term, long term tanking perspective. This could work. Yeah, and I, but like I said, I don't. What they've got isn't going to be a full full tank. I think they're going to try to like I said, I think the Nuggets model might be it. And I'd also say maybe Doc isn't a part of this too. That could be one other move of this that that ends up happening is that yeah, I don't think he finishes. Yeah, I think he's out as their coach after the season. For sure. Oh yeah, I think that's a real possibility because he's not necessarily 
part of the, I mean, big reason he left Boston was he wasn't really in on the rebuild idea. Right. So how about the Pistons then? Uh, I mean, really, definitely, definitely a riskier move from mm-hmm. from their standpoint. I think. I so I like it more from the Pistons side, and it makes more sense to me from that side just because of. Like I think Stan Van Gundy, I think they had to make a move like this. If if Blake Griffin is available, and just where they're at, not only in the NBA, but also I think that city, um, and their if you've watched any Pistons games, like their stadium is there's not been a new empty. stadium this year and it is empty. Yep. So you make the argument even just to get a Blake Griffin type to get people excited and, and bring them in the door. Just from a, a business perspective, it, it makes sense. But from a basketball side, I, I would say like you'd have to if you have the chance and you're the Pistons to make a move like this, you have to. You, I understand the injuries and all of that, but you're getting a guy that, like we said, you he wouldn't really entertain going to Detroit if it was an open market free agency. So you were able to leverage Tobias Harris, take Avery Bradley, who you, that was a pretty, say, I liked that move on for them when they traded for him. Mm-hmm. So you take those two guys and basically turn that into Blake Griffin. What, what that pick ends up being, you'll have to see, but I think clustering a bunch of above average NBA players and I'd say good yeah just good basketball players and turning them into a potential top 20 guy if healthy I think makes sense from a basketball perspective and just like fit and I we were talking about this right after it happened like I'm not 100% sold on the Drummond Griffin fit I like what I I would see, see I want this is what I wanted to this is yeah what I yeah yeah, to yeah. Dig in, into yeah. With you because because my hesitation with it is that I never was really in on the DeAndre Blake fit and Drummond is a worse defender than than DeAndre is and he does get a lot of but are are they the Pistons offense to this point has run where they do give. Drumming some looks, so I think for it to work, and so let's put some quotations on. Like Drummond's role is going to change on this team the most, and and I think if you take take this, you bring Blake Griffin in, they're going to have to have the offense run through him, and I don't think Reggie Jackson is that point guard to necessarily do that with. Um, so I, I like just their backcourt in general. I don't think really fits well with with Blake's style. I mean, Blake has become much more of a perimeter player in the last couple of years, and his ball handling has improved. Like he has become more all around, but at the same time, he's not necessarily turned any of those things into strength. He's he's made them better, and he's competent, and he's he's able to open his game up more but I can't necessarily say he's like definitively a better shooter um I think he's shooting like 33% from three so far this year I just I'm not sure what that offense looks like and I could see it being really clunky now 
I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll close with this and then I'll, I'll hear your side of it ultra uh, I think being in the east gives you some room to, to figure some of that out and you know if this is just like half season get them acclimated see what you can have work and then you go in the off season and then you make moves execute based on a you know whatever you're able to put together this half of a season I'm, I'm also okay with that so I I think overall with this trade I think the automatic sediment should be we have to see what else comes like these are these are big moves for both franchises and then they're also I don't think it's not a standalone trade I think there's I think Detroit can make another move I definitely think it's in the Clippers best interest now to make a few more moves so from that way it's it's tough to do a lot more than just a you know what I mean? Like it, it's tough to really take this and and go too deep because you know we've spent like you twenty minutes what, on it. You don't know what these teams are going to look like. Yeah, it's a huge it's a huge story trade everything, but it's very odd because it's like the first it's the initial step now, and it's there's a lot more dominoes we have to see after this rather than this being like a like the middle of trade for example that being something comes in automatic okay i now know what the thunder are going for we know what the knicks are gonna look like um also different types but you get what i mean i get what you mean um so i i also (laughs) i really like this deal too i really like it for the pistons i think that i still i it makes more sense to me from the Clippers perspective, but I like it for the Pistons because like you said, they don't have the luxury of being in a market where they could draw top tier talent and free agency. So if you can get a guy, even if it's a little risky on the open market, I don't see the problem in that. Like I, I like, I like it. Uh, Cause if he pans out, he's still a guy that you can run your offense through a guy that at his peak when he's been playing is like a top 10 guy. Uh, he's just not been able to show that consistently over the last few years, but he has shown the capability of putting together stretches of that. What I'm interested for, I, I want to know why you don't think he's going to fit next to Drummond, because if he can't fit next to a guy like Andre Drummond, who's the type that of center do you see him fitting next to? Or do you think that he just needs to move to center and play kind of that Draymond Green role? Uh, I No, I don't like that. I mean, I think you need a rim protector. I'm more concerned because I think this move is going to change the Drummond component more. And Drummond hasn't shown me, at least on an offensive side, that he's really a versatile option at all. Like, I think he is... Him and DeAndre, in essence, I think are the same offensive player. But until this point, Drummond's been way more involved in that offense. And his role, I think, changes the most. And does he... Can he... 
can he function and be effective if he's getting less touches and it's, it, he is more of that lob, you know, drive and, and you lob it to him and he just kind of catches and, and lobs a lot more. It, like, he's not going to get a lot of one-on-one post touches. And from that perspective, like, no, if I were to pick a perfect center for Blake, I'd probably say, like, Marcus Saul. I, I, uh, so you think he needs to be paired next to another offensively gifted center that can kind of create his own shot? I mean, I did, if I was going to create one in a lab, it'd be a rim protector who was a really good passer. Okay. Um, I don't know who. Th- that's fair. I I just I I'm not as down on on him being able to fit next to a guy that can play pretty good defense, which I don't think. Oh, I don't I think Drummond is like pretty middle of the pack when it comes to centers. Uh, he's probably a little better in the East, and he's one of the best offensive rebounds, better one of yeah. the best rebounders, period. Yes, great rebounder. I think rim protection defense is, eh. I think your DeAndre was better at that. Yeah, he, he's not as good, of a def- as, a de- as good of a defender. He's a better rebounder, at least this year, than DeAndre is. And... I would argue that he like he can do a little bit more on the offensive end that compared to DeAndre. Like DeAndre's really like he's he's rolling to the rim and if he's not getting an open duck, he's not doing much and um Right. I mean but DeAndre so that's why I don't really I don't really see I don't really see like I think you can run a pick and roll with Drummond and Blake. I think your argument around why their backcourt could be more problematic, I totally see that. Um, yeah. Like that could could certainly be a problem like especially until reggie jackson is playing like who uh, ish smith has stepped in and and done i'm good has done an okay job uh but then what you're like are you're definitely a big ish smith guy over here so i know but you're you're putting (laughs) your stanley stanley johnson is gonna get a ton of minutes of the three he's a guy that's been on the trade blocker and a lot of trade Mm -hmm. rumors for them and then they have luke canard lately Luke Kennard, I like, and I I don't see I like the idea of get them giving him more minutes, but um, if, imagine this this season. I don't like this move that much for this season. I guess is what I'm getting at. Oh yeah, but I understand why they're doing it, and I think they can make moves this off season. You had to do it, and through the drafts to to fill in some wow. of the holes. And if they can do that, they've got two all star caliber players on their team, whereas before they only had one. So I like it. And uh, so one one last thing before we go, but imagine if this team had Donovan Mitchell on it. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you mentioned that earlier too, and that would be very fun because he'd be playing. I think he'd be starting a point guard right now. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Oh, he'd be the. Yeah, I bet. But if you had Donovan Mitchell, Blake Drummond, that's fun. I'm I'm into that idea, like oh hell yeah man, you've so, you've sold me on something there. That's a that's your core, like you're moving forward with that. Anyway, we uh, <laughs> this is a very fun trade. Trade season is just just really beginning. Uh, sorry again t- to uh, that you had to get teased with a potential um, Miritich trade earlier today, PJ. I wish we could be talking. Uh, about James that right Harden dropped too. sixty tonight. Yeah, so I've been tuning in and out of the game, but I didn't see. I've got league pass on the background here, and I didn't see. He he got his he set franchise record 
uh, for points in for Rockets history at sixty. Uh, it was a step back and one. Yeah, it's a sixty point triple double. Holy fuck. We should look up um, how many fantasy points that is, because that's that's a lot. That is damn. I I will say it right now on record, live, unfiltered. Yeah. So his his line was his line was sixty points. He went nineteen of thirty from the field, five of fourteen from three. 17 of 18 from free throws, 10 rewards, 11 assists, 4 steals, and a block. He had 142 fantasy points. It's no boogie numbers. I think that that's probably our cue. So, um, so, so I know I just want to say right now, damn, James Harden's going to win the MVP. He's probably going to win the MVP. That's a, that's a, probably top three bullet point MVP perform- like season type of thing right there. <laughs> I mean, it's not too shabby. That's for damn sure. That's outrageous. 60, 60 point triple double. That's stupid. Yeah, man. That's... <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be, shout, out, uh, shout out James Harden. Transition MVP. us. I'm going to look up what James Harden MVP odds are right now. So, uh, a lot of injuries this past week. Too uh, many. I'll throw out the ones that were announced today first, just because uh, you probably, if you're listening, you probably heard of the big ones that happened earlier this week. But uh, Kevin Love broke his hand tonight, and it's reported that he'll be out six to eight weeks. Uh, broke that at the very beginning of the, their game against the Pistons tonight. It was announced John Wall is going to be out for two months with knee is he having knee surgery pj or is he just rehabbing his knee just trying to get healthy no i think I, he's getting I, like exploratory i think it's, it's yeah but he could be out two months for, for a hot minute yeah and then um you know those are both both awful but it's looking like those guys are gonna be coming back this season uh this past weekend andre roberson went down with a really really ugly knee injury um, and ruptured his patella tendon and is out for yeah. the year. And then uh, probably the most devastating, I mean, any time that you have a major injury in the NBA to any person, that's awful. But at least when we're talking about the NBA landscape, the most impactful injury was Boogie being hurt. And <laughs> End uh, of this podcast. End of this podcast. I think, no, he, I mean. Did it was, he rupture it his Achilles or did he tear his Achilles? I thought he tore it. Rupture Either way, he'll, he'll be he'll be out for the rest sucks. of the year, and it it raises even more questions around what the Pelicans are going to do. It seemed like they were really hitting their grooves, and that they were going to have a, a real chance at getting the seven or six or seven seed in the West. And they're just such a scary team because on a given night, if if him and AD are going, like, what do you do against those guys? And if Drew Holiday does anything, yeah. it's almost impossible to win. It would have um, just been really, it would have been really cool just to, uh, just to see them just kind of wreck havoc. And even if it was just for one round. Well, and I always think back to how, you know, right now we're saying how competitive the East and the West are, 
But then, and last year, maybe it, that narrative wasn't quite as strong, but you get to the playoffs and, like, blow out, blow out, blow out, blow out. Like, we, the playoffs were just, I still had a great time watching them, don't get me wrong, but yeah. you, it, almost every series was 4-0. Uh, very few, like, very few road teams picking up Ws across the league in the playoffs. And you knew if AD and Boogie made it to the playoffs, they're going to win a game or two. They're going to have some games that, like, one of those two guys is going to put up 40 and 20, do something crazy, and just put them in a position to, to win and pull off an upset. And it's just, like, Boogie's going to free agency. Like, this is, could affect his money and, and where he's going to go from this. And it's just super sad. Yeah, I mean, they were they were on pace to uh, – Boogie, Boogie and uh, – AD were going to be the first duo to ever average 25 and 10 on the same team. Which, uh... Wow. Yeah, I mean... That sucks. It, it just sucks. That one... Yeah, everyone's in agreement. I'm pretty sure that that's not what anyone wants. Boogie did uh, post something tonight. I saw that. Yeah. So I was going to read it quick. I, it was cool. awesome. Yeah. So, Boogie tweeted this out. Um... Earlier today, he goes, no lie, this shit sucks. I've never experienced an injury of this magnitude in my life. But with that being said, nothing I've earned has ever come easy for me either. I've gone in that hard way. And I don't expect things to change for me now. I'll overcome this as well and continue to prove. I want to thank everyone for all the love, prayers, and positive energy sent my way. You are greatly appreciated. I'm also asking my supporters to join me on this journey back to playing the game I love. See you soon. Hashtag the resurgence. Yeah, he, I mean, I'm confident the dude's going to be back. And, and Yeah, so... It's just those are injuries that just take some time to get over, and it's just yeah. unfortunate. So separate separate uh, chat that I had was, uh, was brought up just like having that kind of injury as a big man and a lot of guys not responding. Uh... So let's just remind everybody, Boogie's 27. <laughs> and also, like, just from that idea of, like, what he looks like going forward, he's, I think his game has always been uh, set up in a way where he's, he's not really an above-the-brim type of guy. No. I, I think it's going to, yeah, it takes some time to get that mobility back, and maybe he loses a little bit of that, but I'm... I guess I, did that even cross your mind at all after it was like long term? Is this is is this going to affect him? Oh yeah, I, I I thought more in the short term just because you definitely have more confidence now with guys being able to come back from injuries like this because you just see it, you see them being able to do it more and more often. Um, you know, guys just like the ability to rehab and how much surgery has gotten better and the ability to turn around on things so quickly like jabari i think and we'll we'll talk about this more in a minute but jabari is playing his first game on friday and he was out for a full year um but you see guys like in the nfl like adrian peterson towards acl came back in like six seven months and was just ready to go and he ran for two thousand yards and um, I think that's more of the so, exception than like that kind of thing. I agree. That is a, an extreme example. But my point being that 
I think he's going to be able to come back. I'm less worried about something like this just like gradually wearing on you. I think it's just a freak injury that could realistically happen to anyone. Um, although it's just like it's just kind of a crapshoot. I don't think it's going to be like a, a reason to going forward to believe that Boogie is going to have injuries because he's been really durable up until this point. Maybe if he had had nagging injuries in the past, but yeah, I mean, been... I would, I'd put him in the same class of as LeBron, really for for workload and just minutes, and not having an injury. Now, I mean, he's had this, but yeah, I wasn't concerned. And I mean, if he was on the other side of thirty, yeah, then I think that's more of a conversation. But yeah, to me, just like his game doesn't necessarily, I think it impacted from this as much and. Like, for, for big men, it's more like knees and feet bother me. I, I think an Achilles is, yeah, maybe more of a fluke a little bit, but I'm not a, I guess I'm not a doctor, so I can't <laughs> say for I'm sure. But, you know, like Kobe t- tore his, when he tore his Achilles, I mean, but he was 38, you know, he was, there's a crazy workload and everything yeah. that, you know, I think that's like a, a clear. Yep, yeah, he wasn't the same after that, and he was pretty much done. But twenty-seven, I think Boogie will be will be able to come back. But yeah, I mean it. It really screws up. Uh, I mean, it just it puts a big question mark on a lot of things, and puts puts because um, even yeah, I mean trade deadline wise, there was the talk of maybe him getting moved. I don't think it was going to happen, but no. Yeah, free agency, Although, everything. It's as like if you're running the Pelicans, you got to take a step back now and think, okay, are we going to mortgage our future, of or at least the immediate future of this franchise, and signing a guy long term, coming like a big guy long term off off of a serious injury, or do we seriously take a look at what we have with Anthony Davis, and what we could get in return for him? And then we just start from scratch because I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a fan of that. I'm just saying I think that you got to look at that harder now more than you had done before. And we'll yeah. see what they end up doing because they, um, they don't have any cap space, but they could get a haul for Boogie. You mean AD? They're sorry. Yeah, you get a haul for Yeah, AD. but that's it. You can make that move in the offseason. I don't think they'd make that. That's why, like, the Miritich thing I thought was interesting With if they were able to... I mean, he'd have to waive his no-trade fucking bullshit. But if the Bulls <laughs> had picked up his option for next year, then he doesn't have the no-trade clause. So, but I don't think the Pelicans wanted that. I think they wanted the option. Because right, yeah. then it becomes a perfect thing of, like, depending on Boogie's rehab goes, you bring him back, maybe. Uh, and it gives you a chance to still compete for a playoff with spot with Boogie th- or with AD this year. Uh, but, yeah, I kind of, as, as you were saying that, it, it in my mind, how you're playing that out, maybe uh, you look and if you're able to do something where you're able to get a, one of these top three picks or something, maybe you, maybe you make that move. 
yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just the with AD having a few years left, I would not deal him. I mean, I'm holding on to him because I think that you could get a haul for him. As long as he has more than a year left on his contract, you could get a haul for him. So I just don't see. I agree with you. Like, maybe you just hold on to him. You see how Boogie's progress goes. You determine whether or not you're going to sign Boogie. And if Anthony Davis wants to play with Boogie, which I'm assuming they already know the answer to that, because I don't think they would have traded for him if Boogie didn't want to, or if AD didn't want to play with them. And they, they but, play well together. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Turns out if you have like a top five offensive post player on the court for 48 minutes, you have like a really good chance of playing. Yeah, you just and, have two top 10 NBA players in general. Yeah, yeah two top. Sad. Yeah, two top 10 NBA players, two top 10 rim protectors, and just like like guys that fit with essentially every – like the only knock against Boogie, everyone would take Anthony Davis in a heartbeat. Like put him at four, put him at five, give me – or sorry, Anthony Davis. But Boogie, it's just character issues, which, which is kind of bullshit. Really, yeah, it is 100% bullshit. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like you put that dude in like a really – good organization and a competitive environment he just wants to win he just fucking cares but anyway um, yeah i we've we've said the our yeah we've covered this is not we, we've said our shit about boogie before but yeah i i think he's proven every everything in this year and a half i guess year stint with the pelicans at this point um yeah, I, I, my biggest issue is what the, the, all the other bad contracts and, and moves the Pelicans have made prior to getting Boogie that really fucked them <laughs> as far as being able to do anything and actually build a, a competitive uh, core. Right. I, uh, so I'm, how excited are you, are you for Jabari to be coming back, though? So, I mean, like, I've said this from the beginning, uh, Every time we really talk about the free agency, yeah. So I mean, I want to see him play well, but my I've kept my expectations on him really low. And other people, like Barkley, said it a couple weeks back. Um, a lot of people have been like hyping him coming back a little bit more, and just I mean, I get people are excited about the Bucks. You don't have to come to your boy about Bucks excitement, but like I think that's asking a lot to have a guy that's come off two knee injuries to then say, yo, like be our third best player in a way, be our, like a, a real good fourth option for us. Like immediately. Yeah. I think that's tough. I think whatever you can get out of him this season, you should just say is a plus. Like it is a, a net positive, any productive, you know, contributions he can make. But I think it's really tough if you take the Bucks season and you project anything and say, well, we're going to get X from uh, from Jabari. Like, Jabari's going to be able to give us this. I, I think you have to wait and see. I think him coming back right now is an excellent uh, opportunity for that's a go down um i i think he'll be in a low pressure situation in a way ish but you look at the bucks as a whole i mean they've uh they're undefeated since I, they I, fired jay kid but i i think i've liked the way they've played lately 
They looked good the other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm Damn, not. We didn't I'm not even sure. talk about that. Yeah, no, I figured we were going to talk about it with the Jabari stuff. So, no, I just think. Uh, I think it's really, really tough to bank on Jabari and be like, oh, now we can project this for the Bucks. I, I, I just would treat Jabari as a role player this year. And, like, if he's coming off the bench even, like, in the entire time this year, I think you just you kind of go with that and see what. Yeah, if you're playing him for these first couple of weeks, you got to be rolling him out for, like, 15 minutes a game. If he's playing much more than that, I'm. I don't like. I mean, you got event. You just work it, work his way into playing shape. Uh, he hasn't played with uh, Chris Middleton much over the last few years because Middleton came back last year and then Jabari got hurt, and he hasn't played. Right. With, oh, that's or, a. He hasn't. Yeah. He hasn't played with Bledsoe at all. Just like let him get his feet wet with these guys, develop some chemistry and try to hit your str- like you still got a couple months before the playoffs like you can get Jabari ready to play you know 28 minutes by June or by you know May like you you can make that happen just don't I, I would have been a little more worried if Jacob was still the coach cuz I feel like maybe he would have rushed it yeah cuz yeah that's that's a, all very good points yeah cuz you've kind of got a competing interest at that point <laughs> Yeah, with him. Bit. Yeah, man. I we'll see. I I would really love if they were somehow able to trade for DeAndre. I'm I'm in on that move. To be honest with them. To be honest. To be honest with them. Yeah. Ever since he did that after that fucking that one night, I just every time I say to be honest, <laughs> I think to be honest. To be honest. Um, uh, we we got to move to All Stars, man. Any, any last notes on no. Jabari? Okay. I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm glad he's back. I hope he can stay healthy, and we we'll just see. Hopefully, he ends up being a net positive this season. I hope so too. Uh, we we got to close this pod out by hitting on some of the All Star recap that we would have liked to have done um, later last week. We've just been a little too busy to to get in the studio and record. No, so it was we're it was about there it were now. technical. We had some equipment issues. My mic was. That, that too. Up. I yes. think that's that would be the key problem. But I'm glad we didn't record on Sunday when we thought we were going to because it would have been very on brand of our podcast to do a pod and then have a big trade get done a day after we record and release an episode. It certainly would. So we can hit on it. We can like we got to talk about that and now we can talk about all star stuff. So um, what oh, ended up happening? Are we not going to talk about the Kevin Love thing really quick? Oh yeah, we can. Yeah, let's let's give let's talk about that for a few minutes. Cavs are so, fucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we yeah, that's going to fuck the All Star shit podcast. up now too. Who's going to replace Kevin Love? Kemba. I think we gotta when we do our draft here in a second. We should, we just got to do it with Kevin, like assuming Kevin Love would have been playing. I bet it's going to be Kemba. I think that there's a really good chance that it'll be Kemba, yeah. Have they replaced... Oh, Drummond's replacing John Wall. Yes. Yeah, I bet Kemba. Yeah, but we got a draft. Okay, so we're going to we're gonna talk a little bit about the players they ended up choosing, Steph and LeBron, and then 
we're going to do our own draft, but I think we got to draft it like we'd be getting a healthy version of the players that were initially put up. Otherwise, I could change the entire thing, right? So we're going based on everyone that was healthy when LeBron and Steph had their conference call that was yeah, complete bullshit yeah. of not being telecasted anywhere. Right, correct. Okay. Also, uh, Andre Drummond's line tonight, 21 points, 22 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, 3 blocks. It's going to be a different, whole different thing once uh, once Blake shows up. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, what's the comedy scene like in uh, it's not Detroit? Great. What's I Blake's What's Blake's off court stuff gonna work? I've like? heard a lot of. I don't know. I've yeah. I don't know. So I envisioned the minute Blake got traded, he immediately went to the Can of Goose website and was just searching through all of their jackets. <laughs> I mean, you gotta think the dude does not own a, a coat. winter coat. He's yeah. li- he's from Oklahoma and he's lived in LA his entire professional career. Yeah, that motherfucker doesn't know what a coat is. He I mean, maybe had one when the for road games, but I don't think it was necessary like a a coat coat. It wasn't the equipment you need to, to survive these 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 temperatures. Right. Um so anyway, let let's Kevin Love really quick out 6 to 8 weeks. Um I mean, I think that they have they have so many guys that they could give minutes to that that's good <laughs> but hey, ultra i real what? quick real quick warriors are plus 800 right now money line they're down 17, 17. with three minutes left put i'm gonna put ten dollars on it this no <laughs> no i did it uh you better we got a few other stakeholders in this. I have my own fun. It can come out of my pot. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. You're down 19 now. Anyway, we, we keep getting off track. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Love's out a couple weeks. Um, two, well, he's going to be out for two months here, up to two months. Uh, do you think, like, this doesn't change anything in my mind. That's the thing. That's why I kind of skip passes. Like, they might lose one or two additional games because he's going to be out and at the end of the game at the end of the day he's still going to be back for the playoffs it's a hand injury i don't think it's going to hamper him in the playoffs and i think they're going to be fine that's my take i just think it timing goes is not good for the Cavs. no it's not good but fucked up right now it would have been do you know what they really need is uh this is mean i mean i don't actually let me put this out there i don't want this to actually happen but if isaiah got hurt right now i think the team probably plays better like isaiah just doesn't fit with them he's not gonna work with that team him and lebron can't play with each other and part of it's he's still getting over this injury but dang he he just he does not look good yeah i mean i was kind of playing it pretty chill for the first (laughs) 30 games of the season, but I'm not, I'm not. You're not chill anymore? No, man. This is not good. Their whole <laughs> shit is, their whole shit their is. Te- that team yo, is still I've got, going to the East. That team's going to the finals still. I don't, uh, man. So I got like two real quick things that I, I was real fired up to talk about on Sunday and then like other shit happened, but I got to just put it out there. Uh, So LeBron's been fucking up. <laughs> He's out playing well. 
Dude, he has been fucking up. I will say all the Kevin Love slander that was getting thrown out there. Big, big old pile of bullshit. That's, I I feel bad for Kevin Love. That sucks. I do too. So I agree with this because Kevin Love is averaging 20 and 10. He's shooting 40% from three. What do you want from Kevin Kevin Love? Love You have the, you have the ball all the time, LeBron. What do you want him to do? Yeah, and so after that shit comes out, and why that shit's coming out to begin with, like that only happens if one man allows it to, and that's LeBron. So that issue with just like that report even being a report of them questioning Kevin Love as a man, whatever bullshit, like his toughness, his whatever, because he came out of the game and was whatever in New York. So you have all that crap happen, and I, I, I watched the Spurs game, and I was fucking pissed. Like that was the biggest pile of horseshit I've ever seen the Cavs put out for since LeBron's come back the second time. Like you have all that shit, but, and I thought LeBron, LeBron, LeBron scored, got us thirty. Yeah, points, and that's man. yo that that was a business trip to get thirty thousand points, and that was it. He was fucking terrible in that game. He, I counted like 10 fucking times that he just watched a dude drive in the lane. He was just standing on defense watching. Didn't give a f- damn. Like, wasn't going to try. He was just doing his little rover bullshit. Like, it was bad. I was I was frustrated as hell watching that. I was mad at LeBron. <laughs> like, very mad. I, I, this the pro-LeBron podcast here. This dude was not happy at all and it just sucked it was not not what i've expected out of lebron not what i i look to him for as far as these moments and like i i don't know what's going on if he he thinks there's a move if it's just this impasse with him and dan gilbert if he's just like you know i'm gonna be somewhere else next year i don't i don't know what it is but you're the best damn player in the NBA like I, I need more out of you than that for and I know it's just stupid one regular season game and whatever but just everything going into that I just I, I was I was expecting a little bit more of a, an answer and it's just was kind of like man eh, this is just this is game 44 you know whatever I'm getting my 30,000 career points and then we'll figure out when we get back to Cleveland type of a thing. Like, that was just, like, what it felt like. Right. I mean... <laughs> he, uh... Wow, I just really caught off guard. I was not ready to hear a bunch of LeBron hate. We He usually gets nothing but love on here. Yeah, I... It just... I I don't know what... you I blacked out for a second. I just... That, that had been pissing me off since that game. Wow, the Warriors are not playing well. <laughs> nope, that was a very interesting bet that you had. Anyway, man, we uh, oh, let's wow. let's move on to All Star stuff. So, uh, first of all, um, and we started talking about this a little bit right after it was announced. But so, starting lineup to the first part of the draft, LeBron ends up with Kyrie Irving, big surprise, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, Anthony Davis, and Boogie. Whereas Steph ends up with DeMar DeRozan, um, Joel Embiid, 
who am I forgetting here? Uh, James Giannis, Harden, DeMar, James Harden, and, and James Giannis. Harden. And uh, our initial reaction was LeBron made out like a bandit. Yeah, LeBron fucked up Steph in this draft. And so and are we? Going- what's funny about this is like if you take a step back and you think like, wow, Steph got James Harden and Giannis. It's hard to think that no. So he lost that draft. Yeah, but. yeah. But so I guess so. Were you going in their theory because they never announced the order? Yeah. So Except we got to talk that about K- that. That Katie went first. We we know Katie went first. <laughs> so my assumption is it went Katie Giannis. And then AD for LeBron. And then I think Steph took. So that's, and that's where I forget where we talk. Because I, I think he took James Harden. Just like, oh, we'll take James. LeBron's going to end up taking. DeMar or someone. You know, I don't think. I don't know if Steph necessarily took into account the idea of, of LeBron taking DeMarcus and AD. And then when he takes yeah. Boogie next, he's like, oh shit, I'll take DeMar. And then it's he does it that way because then it comes back to LeBron. It's between Joel and Kyrie. And it kind of forces LeBron's hand to take Kyrie on his team. Which I think was funny, and I think was kind of something I wanted just to see play out over, you know, some sort of television program. But then, you know, LeBron can't take another. He can't take Joel, so he has to take Kyrie, and then Joel ends up on Steph's team. See, I really like. I just it would have been. It's really awesome that LeBron picked the everything the way he did, just because him having Kyrie on his team is kind of interesting and uh, definitely a lot unexpected. of duos a lot of duos on about the Boogie AD yeah, Kyrie the LeBron thing you got the KD Russ thing Russ. but I wanted to see if he was gonna try to like if he was gonna pick James Harden because he he's like hinting that he wants to make a play at the Rockets like I just thought that there was um, a lot that could have potentially happened that it, that didn't, but ultimately the the rosters ended up shaking out those starting fives. LeBron also had Lamarcus Aldridge, Bradley Beal, uh, Kevin Love, Depot, Chris Stapps, John Wall, and Russell Westbrook. Team LeBron's and been taking all the injury hits though. <laughs> Steph, yeah, Steph ended up with his starting five plus Jimmy. Uh, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Al Horford, Damian Lillard, who, hey, Lillard, you finally made it, man. Uh, Towns and Kyle Lowry. So I think that it's we we gotta we we do have to do our own version of the draft. And I want to know. I'll let you be LeBron if you want to be LeBron, and I'll give you the first pick. Or do you want to play Steph? I don't care. I mean, I just feel like you're in a bad place with LeBron, so maybe you need to, like... Yeah, let me be him. Steph. I'll show Steph how he should have drafted his team. That's fine. Okay. Now, are we doing it, like, how we would pick it, or do you want to do it, like, if you're LeBron James? No, and... how we would pick it if we were those guys. Okay, well, I would I would pick Kitty. 
Cool. I would take Giannis. I would take Harden. Cool. I would take AD. Are you writing these down? Uh, I'm writing my own down. You should keep track of your own. No, you should write mine down, too. I don't have a pen or paper. Okay. Uh, you're on a computer, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to. I'll, I'll write yours down. Yeah. So you took you took Giannis, and who's your second pick? And then I who's took your AD. second pick? AD. Okay. Um, see, this is already getting tough shit. Uh I guess I'm probably I'm probably taking Boogie. Okay. And we should specify like we're picking this as they picked it, so we know Boogie is not going to be playing. We know Paul George replaced him, but right. Um yeah, so I'm going to go DeMar. Uh, and I would pick Kyrie, and you would get Embiid. So they're relatively the same. Basically, you yeah, swap the, out we, AD we and swapped. James Harden. Yeah. Which I it definitely, like, I like your team... I like Steph's team more that way, but well, so I think I he don't, fucked I up don't more dis- on the reserve side, though. Okay, so let's play that out. I would be up then, and my my first pick would be Russ. Okay. And mine, mine would be Kristaps. Next would be Clay for me. Okay. I'm going to take Brad Beal. Oh, boy. I'm probably... I think I would take I would take Lillard. Okay. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Draymond. I take Towns. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'll take Horford. Oh boo. How many do we have left here? Uh, Horford, Kyle Lowry, John Wall, Old Depot, Caleb and Depot. Okay, so I, I'm Butler. I'm up. I would take Jimmy. Yeah, I'll take John Wall. So then I think I pick here, and then you pick twice, and I have the last pick. Oh, okay. I think that is how it worked with them. Okay. I would pick Depot. Use a Depot. So I would get Lowry. Lowry, Love, and then who are we missing? 
do you see Lamarcus? Yeah, Lowry, Love, and Lamarcus are left. So I'm going to take Lowry and Love. Okay. So your squad shapes up Steph Curry, Giannis, AD, DeMar, and Bede. With Porzingis, Brad Beal, Draymond Green, Horford, Wall, Lowry, and Love off the bench. Pretty good defensive team. I will give you that. We got, some, shoot- we got some shooters. Steph, Katie, Harden, Boogie, Kyrie, Westbrook, Clay, Lillard, Towns, Jimmy, Depot, and Lamarck Soldridge. That's fun. Those feel like more even teams. These definitely do feel like I. <laughs> Man, I mean, look, it's so much different now. Like, so much has changed in the last five days or so because yeah, we've had a ton of injuries. But, man, LeBron's team was looking really good there at the end. But, hey, man, we uh, – let's do – you want to do some quick shout-outs before we call it a day? Yeah, I guess first off, shout-out James Harden for dropping a 60-point triple-double. Uh, much deserved, in my opinion. Uh, he's jeez, like I like I said, I only caught flashes of that tonight, but wow. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, also, shout out the Russ, uh, Joel and Bead stare down at the end of that game. Uh, I'm just, uh, it was it was pretty fun. Well, and and Bead's Instagram shout out and Bead's Instagram post after of him, like four feet away from the basket, but just dunking over Russ. That was. That was something. That takes a lot of balls to post something like that after a loss. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, also, shout out KD for all his stuff he said um, after getting picked by LeBron, saying, finally, someone picked me number one. That feels pretty good. It's going to be fun competing against Steph Clay and Draymond. Um, See, that is fun. And then that is, the that's what makes Trailblazers this kind of retweeted that and said, our bad. That yeah, that was great. Um, what else we got here? Do you have any? Um, I was thinking about this. So this is like I just want to point to this that like I've been so disappointed watching the Grammys the last two years. I just don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. And I like really like Adele, and I like Bruno Mars as well. I just think that if you look at the slate of or look at their competition there are just albums out there that should have won ahead of them i was bummed to see bruno sweep like i was happy to see him win a grammy for you know for 24 karat magic um but i thought that kendrick in particular and childish gambino deserved more praise and uh i was i was bummed out to see that so yeah i um I can't say I was surprised. Um, I right after he won, I, like one of those was, oh damn, he's probably gonna sweep this shit. I'm never like really taking much stock in the Grammy stuff too much. Um, like new artist one, I always feel like I, I kind of get up for if there's someone I really liked. I was pretty bummed uh, Caesar didn't win that. Uh, but like all that other kind of stuff, I just feel like it's a little commercial. I don't know. I I've never really let myself uh, get bummed out by some of that. But yeah, I 
I think his stuff is like super commercial and, and all that, and that's what the Grammys well, I mean, are going to say. Out jam- yeah. He puts out jams. And he's a dope and he deserves, performer. Yeah, uh, he deserves a ton of credit for what he does. I just was really bummed that he would win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he would sweep like that, that's all. Oh, yeah. It sucked. That was my biggest yeah, thing. Yeah, it sucked. And but... shout out Kendrick's opening performance because it was tight. Kendrick's that shit was, was really was awesome. dope. Um, I thought I had one more shout out that I can't uh find oh i just wanted to shout out nick Friedell for the fucking incredible he asked tibbs uh, about jimmy butler um question he was basically asked because jimmy was out for a game nick Friedell was a was a long time bulls bulls guy for espn he's kind of mixing around right now but uh for espn but and just his there's a little clip video of it but his reaction of just Tibbs' answer was hilarious. So oh, I don't think I saw this. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's kind of funny. Okay. It just tip. He just <laughs> was like, basically, was like, oh, so is he? Is he out with a knee? And he's like, oh, we'll see. Like, it was just Tibbs. It was a very Tibbsy answer, I guess. So that's inside Tibbs humor. Um. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Do you have any more? Nah, man. That's no. it. Um, no. Oh, should we end with Super Bowl picks? Yes. We should. Okay. Uh, the Pats are gonna win. Yes. <laughs> that is my pick. Although, uh, if I was, if I had to bet on this game, which it, I do have to bet on this we game, do. we're forced <laughs> um, to. I really excited. Like if. I know it's basketball, and I know that you, everyone probably has a bunch of Super Bowl prop bets that they'd like to listen to and cover. Uh, I would. Uh, we may just have to record that for fun. Um, oh. But I think it's – is it five? I think it's sitting at five plus five for the Eagles right now. Um, it's minus four and a half right now where it stands. So I like the Eagles there. But I, I, if I was betting money line, like I really think the Pats are going to win. I think it will be close. I think the Eagles keep it close. What about you? Uh, yeah, people have been smoking up the Eagles, like keeping it close. Their defense is nice. Chris Long's pretty awesome. Uh, He's been in the league for a while. He's good. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um. But, yeah, I think the Patriots are going to win. Yeah, at least by a field goal because that's their normal. But for a while, I'd love to say that the Patriots couldn't win a Super Bowl without Adam Vinatieri until they won their fourth. Until they won it. Yeah. For a while, that was a pretty pretty solid statement to make. They had won every Super Bowl by – exactly three points before or their first three they won by three points um yeah i uh i'm interested on the pink's hair prop bet i really am uh but i haven't had a chance to look at too many yeah i haven't either that was a one just one i saw that was like "Hmm, i hadn't thought about that yet uh and yeah I'm uh I'm excited for it. I love the Super Bowl. Want to want to see the odds, but I'm thinking I'm thinking pink hair is probably a a good bet. 
White Blonde is the favorite, because I think that's what she had at the Grammys or something. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. I think I'm going to say Patriots win 34-28. Is that six? picking scores. Is that six? I do not. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Yeah, four and a half is interesting because I would almost want to say four, but maybe it's something. Yeah. Um, my final pick is uh, Pats twenty-seven, Eagles twenty-four. Okay. Yeah. And we'll see. We'll we'll circle back on this next week yeah, and, and we'll Kerr's report to you guys. Bitching some motherfuckers out. Well, you lose in Utah like this. You just yeah, he's anyway, fucking pissed. Look. That's tight. That's, <laughs> dude, that's tight. I like that shit. Um, anyway, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll definitely be coming back with another pod next week, if not this weekend sometime. But uh, we really appreciate everyone that gives us reviews, so please do that if you have the time. If you like what we're doing, uh, send us questions and emails at the point forward at point forward nba at gmail.com uh check us out on twitter uh at the point forward and um one more shout yeah, out PJ. to the one more shout out uh jazz i will say the jazz jerseys and court combo is pretty dope yeah they really went all out uh I, I do like those jerseys they're fun and shout out for the heat for finally putting on those miami vice jerseys last night they those should just so be awesome. their jerseys so, they really should I, I just it. They were bet. They looked better than I thought that they would even. Um, you could even dream of them pretty, being. I had pretty high expectations to start. Um, so anyway, and Tyler Johnson uh, looking like Moe's from The Office. <laughs> okay. All right. We, we gotta call it, man. I'll talk to you soon.